I were joined today by Jay Vitali, CEO for Life. And I've known Jay many years, and his company uses NASA-based technology for air purification. Isn't that timely? And we're going to discuss not only how his business has become a global export success, but more importantly, because this series is called The Elevator. It's about people who elevate others and send the elevator back down to help uplift others. I'm also going to uh, ask Jay how he's been doing that and tips that he has for others. So Jay, you know, your background, uh, medicine, so I can see why you're in the business you're in. Tell us a little bit about how you broke first into, you know, sort of university life and then how you ended up with Air for Life and creating that and, and some of the hurdles you had to overcome, some of the difficulties, because people always see the success and think, oh, that must have been easy. But yes. some of the difficulties, Jay, you had to overcome. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me uh, for this Alpesh, and it's a pleasure to be here. Um, you're correct in saying, yes, my background was medicine. I studied at uh, King's College London and um, uh, I spent uh, the first few years uh, st studying the basic medical sciences in the beginning. Um, I did originally plan, uh, well, my interest was surgery actually, and um, uh, particularly orthopedic surgery, which is what uh, I wanted to get into. I've all, I always had um, a steady hand and, um, and, I, and I sort of excelled at the um, practices that, that we got to perform uh, during the first few years of medical training. Um, I think uh, a lot of it also boils down to personal circumstances as well. So uh, my family at the time, uh, my father was working in Dubai and um, my mother and sister were still in the UK, but they did plan to move there, uh, which was around about the third year of medical school. So that is normally a break point where you either go on and commit yourself to starting uh, clinical uh, practice, um, which then effectively becomes a nine to five job. And then, then you are sort of fully committed to that. And uh, I could see that uh, it, it was going to be a long time before uh, I would be in the position that I wanted to be, which would be a consultant surgeon. And also um, uh, it was, uh, a road that was fairly quite quite clearly set out as well and um, and with my family moving abroad uh, I sort of decided within myself there were other factors as well such as uh, changes in the NHS there was longer training to be done as a junior doctor how did you break the news like me you're Indian to your yeah. parents I don't want to be a doctor I want to be an entrepreneur mum and dad yeah, I want to follow I, my passion. Yeah, I, I fully, I, I fully understand uh, where you're coming from in, in that sense, and and there are stereotypes. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of stereotype professions. One being a doctor within the community, um, and but but actually, uh, I'm quite blessed in that fact where my parents are were uh, very uh, liberal and open, and in fact, they didn't choose that career for me. I chose that for myself. And they've always been very supportive for both myself and my sister uh, growing up. And they've always encouraged us to follow our passion and to follow what we think is right and what's good for us. And 
happiness is a big part of it as well because if you don't enjoy what you're doing then you're not going to want to wake up every day and go to work and do it so um, it was it, it was a very uncertain time in my life but I was fortunate enough to have the family support to be able to make that decision and go through with it and then uh, you know we moved and worked in Dubai for a few years and that's when I got into business Jay, how would, what would you say to people who don't have that, who are not fortunate enough mm. to have that family network, that family support, who are looking to jump into following their passions from, as you said, a well-trodden path, whatever that career path might be, to uh, uh, something like entrepreneurship, where they do need help and support. What kind of networks would you suggest they do? How do they reach out? How do they do that? If, you know, somebody's sitting... You know, they're at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder. They don't have the good fortune you and I have had. Where do they go? What do they do? Well, um, that that is a uh, that that's always going to be quite um, a ballsy move, so to speak. Where um, you've got to have uh, my advice would be you've got to always have self belief. Um, it's it's never going to be straightforward and easy the road is always going to going to be um uh, a difficult path but if you truly believe in yourself and you truly believe in uh what you want to do and you 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 have decided that you want to take uh life by the horns um and and become an entrepreneur and take that bold uh step it's just something it's it's something which it's a risk that you have to take um it's obviously it's going to be a lot more difficult if you don't have this family support structure or you don't have a support structure but it's something which which uh uh you would uh it's a decision that has to be made that you have to follow follow through is uh it's probably the, the best way that i can that, that i could recommend and and, uh, and, and let's just introduce your company, what it does. How, how did you get access to NASA technology sure. for a start? I mean, you know, how does somebody, no matter how fortunate your upbringing was and the supportive parents you had, I mean, getting access to, to things which to other people would be like, whoa, how did you shoot for the stars there? Yeah. Um, sorry, if I can just go back to the previous question. Yeah, 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 of course. Something which I uh, would like to mention. Um, uh, one of the ways in which to get support as well for being an entrepreneur would be there are plenty of government programs uh, available and there's lots of government support as well uh, for people that are looking to start their own business. Um, there's lots of uh, uh, vocational pursuits as well. Um, that's a very good option where if you don't feel like you're suited or you can't afford to go to university, then it's a good stepping stone for training in the industry which you'd like to get into, which then could lead on to you having your own business as well in that field. Um, there's support for entrepreneurs. Uh, uh, my company is part of the Global Entrepreneur Program, which is specific for technologies brought from abroad to here, but then there, there is other support available as well. You go on um, uh, trade.gov.uk, uh, there'll be lots of different areas there where People can research and, and have a look for that support. There's support for manufacturing here in Britain, especially after Brexit as well. And, um, and uh, that would be the support that 
I would look for if I didn't feel that I had it at home. Do you think people overlook government yeah. support? I mean, it's a loaded question because you and I know each other because of the Department for International Trade's Global Entrepreneur Programme, as you mentioned. But do you think, maybe I don't know whether it's a particularly UK thing or it happens in other countries, do you think people just think, oh, if it's from the government, can't be that, must be, you know, must be an angle to it or something? Because uh, you as a small business person, you know, have been using government support. We know the big companies use government support, you know, the virgins of the world and so on. But do you think it's overlooked? Do you think that's a way somebody can elevate themselves is actually reach out to government, not through, you know, the, the conventional systems, but actually through the trade and investment part of it? Yeah. I do feel there is an element of that where people feel it's unapproachable or they feel that, oh, um, I'm not to a certain level or standard where I can apply for that. And, uh, but that's not the case. You can be at any level. Um, you just need the willingness and you, you need to have the, uh, ha have a business plan or have um, some kind of, you've got to make the decision that I want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you don't know what business you want to do, but you just know that you want to run your own business and you want to get into that because there are, even if nobody expects you to have all the skills straight away either. There's plenty of government courses that some of them are free as well. They'll educate you on how to export, they'll educate you on how to access um, you know, government support even through your own chambers of commerce and, um, uh, and, and which programs and which support and facilities are available from the government, uh, many of them free of charge as well, including like courses, online courses uh, that, that you can use to educate yourself and to propel yourself into becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I, I think it's, it's particularly useful when somebody hears it from someone who's done it and used it, as opposed to somebody who's just marketing it. And I think that's, that's, that's really helpful. Now, going back to shooting for the stars and NASA, yes. how does a small entrepreneur, if you don't mind me calling you small, you're going to IPO one day and be huge and be a unicorn and all the rest of it. How the heck do you get your hands on NASA technology? Well, um, it's quite surprising that uh, in our everyday lives, all of us use a NASA technology somewhere or the other. Um, NASA technology can, can range from anything that NASA has used uh, either on Earth or even in space. Uh, some examples being that, will, that, that are more well-known would be like a, uh, a memory foam mattress. Um, that's a space technology. Yeah. Um, uh, Teflon frying pans. <laughs> Teflon frying pans, exactly. Um, also, uh, there's, uh, uh, th there's a nano uh, coating that can be applied to cars, like a clear coating yeah. uh, that stops the paintwork from getting chipped. That, co that comes from the space shuttle as well. So you'll find that there's elements of NASA technology already integrated within products. And then it's just it, a lot of it's right time and right place as well. Um, you could say that we are in the right time and the right place uh, with our products and company with the current uh, COVID pandemic and the crisis going on at the moment. But it wasn't something which we just sprouted in January. You know, no. uh, we've been doing this for over 10 years. How we got into it was um, it was through business opportunities uh, abroad, um, which ties into the exporting factor of being an entrepreneur as well. Um, that was a question that I got recently asked during a round table with um, uh, Lord Grimstone about the importance of uh, uh, exporting if you're uh, an entrepreneur as well. 
And uh, my answer to that was, I think it's essential because uh, 90% of our business comes through exports. Yeah. And, and a lot of business opportunities are found um, whilst traveling abroad and whilst uh, trying to do business abroad, um, uh, meeting people in different countries, you come across different technologies, you come across, you come across different products. Um, there's plenty of things where even if you go on holiday um, and you see a product in the shops and you think a lot of the time, oh, wow, this is a great product. Why don't we have this in England? Yeah. And the answer often is, is this because nobody's brought it across yet. Yeah. And, uh, it's about exposing yourself um, into those situations. And it's not, it, it's not something, again, going back to what you said in the beginning, it's not something easy. It takes courage. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to you know, uh, spend, uh, fund yourself or find funding where you're able to travel, you're able to stay in, a, in, in another country for a short amount of time. Um, to be able to uh, develop markets, to be able to, to meet people. And a great way of doing it is a lot, which you know very well that I've taken full advantage of, is the government OMIS services, which for those that don't know, stands for Overseas Market Introduction Services. And those are great ways where, where uh, through British embassies, which are found in most countries, they often have a... Uh, uh, either through the embassy or either through a separate chamber of commerce or a trade department, um, they're set up for helping um, UK businesses to branch out into those countries. And often uh, an OMIS service is basically, they're doing that work for you where you don't have to physically be there in that country and try and figure out the laws and the rules and the regulations and try and try and, get the contacts uh, at the same time um, uh, not worrying about um, if the, any pitfalls in that country or, or, or if somebody uh, would take advantage of you in that country as well where, you, where uh, through, through any kind of business or contracts or negotiations. So you've got that embassy support, you've got that, that, you've got that, you've got that buffer there and effectively what they do is they do the due diligence for you. So they you will present your business or your idea to them they will first of all tell you whether this is feasible in this country or not which is a very important part because you need to identify your key markets as well and then and then they will make a program for you where they will identify maybe five uh companies in that countries or five uh, important clients and they'll give you a checklist there and they'll do the introductory meetings and they'll do that first part for you and they'll make sure that, you know, this is a, a viable lead. Yeah. Um, there is a charge to it. It often ranges from around 1,500 pounds to 3,000 pounds, but that is money well spent in my opinion. Yeah. Because the money that you would spend trying to do that yourself and then not having the embassy support or the embassy introductions and a lot of these companies as a, one of the challenges as well as uh, being a, an entrepreneur and starting off on your own is you don't have the backing where you're not taken seriously enough often as well, yeah. especially when you're trying to speak to big companies and, 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 and the government gives you that. 
And Jay, there's another angle to this. There's a lot of people out there who, like I said, they won't be as, as, as privileged as we've been in having all the support we've had and the resources we've had. And so people end up in entrepreneurships because they couldn't, they didn't have choice to do anything else. They don't have choice to be, you know, either a lawyer or, or, or a surgeon or whatever else. Um, and for those people, uh, when you've got a big brother, if I can use that in a good way, as a government, helping you to open doors. And governments of all hues. I mean, the, the OMIS program you talk about, you know, that can be Labour, Lib Lab or Conservatives. It's been there throughout all, all governments in the UK. The other side of it is, let's take a product like yours. It's used in ambulances and hospitals to save lives. So it helps the country to which it's being exported. It's lifting up the people to where it's going good. We're not just talking about selling nonsense to people around the world it's actually lifting those up and on that point what i want to talk about is you've got a business which fulfills it's very fulfilling you know it's saving lives okay how important has that been to you as a business person when you're looking at what you're doing that you're helping others if you're choosing a business from scratch how important do you think that is going forward as opposed to just i want to make lots of money yeah, that's a very good point and a very good question, Alkesh. Uh, uh, that, that should be, um, obviously making money is important as a business. Uh, we all need to make money. But in my opinion, you should have a mission where that is, what you, that is your, main, your main goal and your main aim. Uh, for example, uh, you'll find that some of the richest companies out there, their mission isn't to make money. It's something else which is benefiting mankind and benefiting other human beings in either making their life easier or providing them some kind of solution or some kind of protection. Uh, simple example being Google. Their mission is to organize the world's information. And that's what they've done. Money then becomes a byproduct of that. Similar with us, our mission is to, is to provide innovative solutions uh, using uh, NASA technology and 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 providing health technology to to prevent uh, infection and to improve people's health and lives and that's that goes back to the beginning where I just I decided to study medicine and that was because I wanted to help other people and I wanted to uh, do something where I can make a difference to people's health now one of the main reasons which which just i just was i was able to justify to myself in crossing over from uh what would be considered by some uh a heinous crime is to leave your medical degree and go on to study something else um was that through a health technology i i am able to help and to reach people on a global scale yeah it, if I was a doctor, I'm not taking it away from doctors at all. What they do, I take my hat off to them every day. Um, and, and I salute the NHS for what they're doing at the moment as well. It's not easy doing that job at all. Um, but, but you're limited in a sense to, you're only able to treat a certain number of people at a, cert, at, at, at a particular time. Now, if you have an innovative solution as a health technology that's able to prevent infection, and it's, uh, in this case, to prevent people from contracting and spreading COVID through different means, whether it's something in the car or something in your office or something in your home or even the educational aspect of why should we buy these products? What are they? Why are, people, why are they selling them? Why am I seeing them all over the, uh, all over the place all of a sudden? Well, um, 
you know, a, a good example that I can give you is, um, you know, ch children see people wearing masks now. And it's not something which they've seen, especially in the Western world, uh, growing up, or they don't see it that often. And you know, the immediate response is to ask your parents or, or an adult, why is that person wearing a mask? Or why do I have to wear one? And why are you wearing one? Well, that's because disease is spread through the air. And uh, especially this current uh, COVID virus, it's also spread on surfaces as well. And it's a way, it's, some, it's a measure that we need to take within our personal hygiene habits um, to protect ourselves. And also, it's also to protect others from what you might have as well, knowingly or unknowingly as well. So by, by, by being able to provide solutions on a global scale, we're able to make a difference. You've, you've got a, you know, absolutely, you've got a global impact. You've leveraged it beyond what you might have been able to do had you not gone down this route and having that big global dream and vision. Um, and I guess so often we don't have that. You know, people are beaten down into thinking, no, 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 this is the level you're at and you must stay at this level. You've, you've been fortunate to have that global ambition. Now, tell me, with, with um, all of this, it, it doesn't come easily. You, you, you know, it's very easy for us to make it sound simple. You had to overcome personal challenges as well. And, and I think it's inspiring when people hear that, that, look, it's going to be difficult, even if you come from a, a privileged background, you know, good, safe family environment. Do you want to discuss some of the personal obstacles you've had to overcome, how you've done it, how important faith has been as well? Nothing wrong with that as well. You know, how, how important a belief system has been to help you succeed? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, belief, is, belief is critical, um, both belief in your own faith, and also uh, self-belief as well. Um, uh, faith has always been an important part to me. I'm a, I, I'm a practicing Hindu, and, um, and it's something which keeps me centered. It's something which uh, you know, gives me purpose as well. Um, it's something which can also is important for your health as well, to be able to detach yourself from the stresses of uh, daily business, and uh, running your own business, having responsibility of uh, other people that work for you for making sure that, that, that you're able to, um, you know, have, uh, have, a, have a running business where you're able to be even, you know, simple things like being able to make sure you can pay your staff salary because, you know, they rely on you to be able to, be able to uh, you know, get what they need uh, each month. So, um, you know, personally, uh, you know, I, I did have a period uh, a few years ago where uh, I suffered from uh, depression for a few years. And um, that was something which uh, my faith got me through. Um, and, you know, it did involve uh, going to India as well um, and visiting lots of temples and learning ways to focus your mind and to meditate and, and, and different tools, which not only counteracted the depression and helped me recover from it, but then also they've helped me in the business world now, where when I feel things are getting too much on top of me, or I feel life is becoming stressful, it's a way to detach yourself from the material world and the business world and to have something spiritual because 
uh, as a Hindu, uh, which you will know as well, spiritual development is more important than material development. And it's something which goes hand in hand. You've got to be able to, because if you're just stuck in, stuck in, the, in, in work, work, work all the time, eventually you're going you're gonna to self-destruct. Um, you have to have a way of releasing stress. And, and for me, that comes through uh, uh, religion, faith and spiritual practices. Jay, that's incredibly important because a lot of people, they, they see the successes of your firm now, and I and you know, because we've known each other, I think, about 10 years, that your overnight success has taken a lifetime to achieve. You know, it's that old saying. Um, and it isn't an easy path. And hopefully people find inspiration in that. Jay, the, the clock's against us. Um, I, I want to close with this. Are there any uh, uh, extra things you want to sort of, you know, that, that school kid who might be looking at this and thinking, well, I know I can't be an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, or I can't do this. Um, anything you want to say to them to, you know, to give them that inspiration to elevate themselves? Uh, uh, any closing words? Yeah, um, I, would say, I would say that uh, believe in yourself. Um, if, you do, if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody else will. You have to believe in yourself enough to convince others to believe in you as well. And if you're able to do that, then, you'll re, then you will be able to uh, have a cause, a business, follow your passion, and then get others to join you to make the difference and to, and to, and, and to live the life that, 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 you'd like, that you envision that you'd like to follow and live. Jay from Air for Life, the founder and CEO of Air for Life, and look forward to seeing you on the London Stock Exchange one day very soon. Thank you very much. Very inspiring, and I'm sure it's going to be uplifting, not just for the the the, the sort of the, the audience who are going to watch this, but many people uh, broader than that as well. Thank you very much indeed, and Jay. I'd like to thank you as well for all the support that you give me as well, and, and for everything you've done for the past ten years. I I assure you. I assure you, I get 10 times more benefit than you do from, from, you know, the fulfillment I get from, you know, just, um, just interacting with you. Thank you very much indeed, Jay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.